Well, good morning, New Hope, and happy Easter to you. Those who are in the house, those who are online with us this morning, welcome. It is a great day, isn't it? It's a great day. That's right. It's a great day. Woo! The sun is shining, and the sun, S-O-N, is shining as well. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning, and welcome. Today, I'm going to ask you to make a decision before you leave, and I just want to call that to your attention. You know, I remember uh, back when I was in school, and some of you, if you're students here, are still in school, but you remember walking into the classroom, sitting down, and the teacher starts the class with saying, please take out a piece of paper. And you're like, oh boy. I'd like to give you a pop quiz, right? Or I'd like to give you a, you know, surprise test. It was never a good day, right? It was never like, oh boy, woohoo, right? It was a little tough. Well, today I'm going to be giving you a surprise test here this morning. So I apologize for that, but to sort of lighten it up a little bit before we go into that, I got a couple uh, school jokes here for you. What is the smartest state? What's the smartest state? It's Alabama. It has four A's and a B. There's, yeah. So what are, what, I mean, what are 10 things teachers can always count on? Their fingers. Ooh, yeah. Boy, you guys are quick this morning. Yeah. What did the teacher do when her students weren't laughing at her science jokes? She kept telling them until she got a reaction. <laughs> So I'm going to keep telling them until I get a reaction here. So I get all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So why did the student cross the playground? To get to the other slide. So it's, I know I had to finish on that bad one. So here's your test. So here's your test. If you got a brochure, when you came through the door, grab that brochure. You can circle yes or no on that test. If you don't have a brochure, then in your mind, circle yes or no. And so here are the 10 questions of the surprise test this morning. First question. Did you always put God first? Yes or no? Question two. Did you ever bow down to or worship other gods or like stuff? You know, maybe the classic car. Maybe it's like, ooh, the golf course, right? You know, maybe it's the Macy's clothes lean line, or maybe it's the cabin, the camper. Maybe it's money. Did you ever bow down to or worship other gods or stuff? Number three, did you ever swear with God's name? Now, I'm cutting us some slack here. I didn't say, did you ever swear? Did you ever swear using God's name? All right. Maybe that'll help some of us out. Number four. Did you keep God's day Sunday special, or like Sabbath? Did you pay attention to him on Sunday? Number five, did you obey your parents? Yes or no? (laughs) Number six, did you kill anyone? Yes or no? Hopefully that should be an easy, easy one to contemplate, hopefully. Number seven, did you commit adultery, either physically or Mentally, in your mind, at least, because Jesus counted both of them as adultery. Yes or no? Number eight, did you steal ever in your life? No. 
Number nine, did you lie? Depending on how you answered the first uh, few there, <laughs> right? You may have to re recalculate here, but did you, did you lie? Yes or no? And number 10, did you covet others' stuff? Did you covet other stuff? Their four-wheeler, their job, their looks, position in life, whatever. Okay? There's the test. All right, now let's go back and correct this test. So I'd, I'd like you to pass your paper to the person on your right, and we'll correct. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember that in class? It was like, no! You know, just... I always loved it when the teacher said, we'll do our own, you know, we'll self-correct, you know, and that. So self-correct your test, right? But did you always put God first? The right answer is yes. Did you ever bow down to or worship other gods or stuff? The right answer is no. Did you ever swear with God's name? The right answer is no. Did you keep God's day Sunday special? The right answer is yes. Did you obey your parents? <laughs> right answer is yes. Did you kill anyone? The right answer is not yes, no on that one. Did you commit adultery either physically or mentally? The right answer is no. And did you steal? Right answer, no. Did you lie? The right answer is no. And did you covet others' stuff? The right answer is no. So how did you do? Add those totals up. I don't think it'll take you too long, right? But uh, anybody in the room get a perfect score? Anybody perfect there? Anybody? Uh, 90%. Anybody uh, 90% in the house? 80. 80% in the house. Uh, do we have a 70%? 60. 60%. You, you hear where this is going, right? You hear where this is going. So my score, and I, I took it beforehand in that, and I even knew the answers. I knew, I even knew the answers, you know, and that, but, but my score was a whopping 10%. One out of 10. Yeah. The past, the past. <laughs> right? One out of 10, 10%. So there's the test. There's the test. But secondly, let's look now at the truth of the test. The truth. Truth number one is this. We will all be judged. We will all be judged. We're all going to be graded. We will need to bring our test scores before God. That's the truth. Romans 14, 10b through 12 says this. Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For this say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. And so we need to bring before him our test score in the top 10, the 10 commandments. Or we're going to be judged, obviously, on how we live. But here's truth number two. God does not grade on a curve. He doesn't grave on a curve at all. I mean, if he, if he did, I mean, I'd need all of you to like be below 10% so that I could pass. <laughs> that would be reality, right? 
Here's truth number three. There's no extra credit. He, he doesn't accept extra credit. He doesn't accept like when you're standing before him like, well, hey, I got trophies from school. I got plaques on my wall. But hey, I'll this position in the community. That doesn't cut it. There's no extra credit. Truth number four. You have to be perfect. <laughs> you had to get 100% on that test that we just took. And here's truth number five. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's all of us in the room. And we already all admitted it. Nobody had that perfect score, Right? We all fall short of what God expected us and how he wanted us and wants us to live. And so here's truth number six. For the wages then of our sin is death. You know, what's a wage? A wage is something you receive for something you do, right? You, you work for two weeks, you get paid twice a month or at the end of the week or whatever. You're getting paid for what you do. And the apostle Paul says, listen, the wages, the payment for our sin is death, meaning eternal separation from God, period, because of our sin. And the reason for that is God is perfect, holy. He cannot allow anything unperfect, unholy in his presence, period. And so that's why our test score doesn't cut it. Because he calls for a perfect score to be in the presence of a perfect God. And so we took this test this morning, this surprise test. And then we looked at the truth of our grade. And we all have failed, fallen short of the glory of God. And we're going to have to pay. We're going to have to pay. I mean, it's not looking good. I mean, my 10%, maybe I could get it up to 20%. Talking to God, I don't know, on some of those, like, hey, I, you know, interpretation. I didn't understand the question. <laughs> we all remember those days, you know, teacher, you know, you know, I mean, you know. But he's like, you know, sorry, Bill, it's, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And there I stand. There I am. There I am. I took the test. The truth was plain. But that's not it. You see, the beauty of Easter is, yeah, there's a test. Yeah, there's the truth. But then comes the triumph, people, the triumph. Yes, because the back end of Romans 6.23, where the front end is the bad news for the wages of our sin is death, the back end brings the good news. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, my Lord. There it is. There is the triumph. 
I mean, if we all think back to school or if you're in school now and that, and how many of you got your report card back and you looked at it and you, you were anticipating, you were hoping for a certain grade and, it, and you got that report card back and you said in your mind or maybe out loud, you're like, I made it, I, I made it. I mean, whether it was the 4-0, you 4-0 people, you know, and that, or whether it was that 3-0 or that 2-0 or like, you know, that 1.0, like the D, like you just, you just, you know, I'm like, I made it. <laughs> yeah, some of you know, yeah, that, that, that 1.0, yeah, I made it, right? This is Easter. We made it, right? God made a way for us to pass the test. It's Easter. It is by Jesus' death on the cross. It is by him being buried in the tomb. It's by him being raised on the third day, triumphing over death and sin. God provided Jesus so we could pass the test. This is awesome. I remember when I was a freshman at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. And I had challenged the first semester. I came out of the first semester with a whopping 1.6 grade point average. I mean, they skipped probation and went right away to double probation. And they said, listen, you come back next semester. If you don't get it over a 2.0, you're done. You're done. And I came back next semester. I had chemistry. I'm terrible at chemistry. Why chemistry? Right? And I get in the chemistry class, and the teacher says, I'm assigning everyone here a lab partner. And in that lab, you are going to do all your work together, and you are going to hand in your work together as one assignment. And so I got my lab partner, who was by miracle a chemistry major. <laughs> chemistry major. And because of that reason, period, I passed the course. It was amazing. It was awesome. And I, actually, I graduated from lacrosse, actually. Here's what 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says. God paid a ransom to save you from the impossible road to heaven, which your fathers tried to take. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver, as you well know. But he paid for you with his precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. He paid the price by his son so that we did not have to rely on our score, but now on our Savior. And that is the picture of each Easter. Billy Graham stated, the cross shows us the seriousness of sin. God had to send his son because we all failed the test. But it also shows us the immeasurable love of God. God sent his son because we failed the test. And he loves us so much. John 3.16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish, fail, but have eternal life. 
pass. Do you see that? Do you hear that? And so as we bring our test score before God at the end of our life, our last breath, which we will not know, right? And so it's going to be this surprise test. And as we fail before him, he'll say, why should I let you into my presence, into my heaven, into my perfection? And at that point, Jesus will step in between us and he'll say, because I died for Bill and he accepted me as his savior to cover his score. <laughs> his 10%, big 10%. He had not, he's got nothing. But in me, he's got everything, including salvation. Oswald Chambers made this statement. All heaven is interested in the cross of Christ. All hell is terribly afraid of it. While men and women are the only beings who more or less ignore its meaning. Did you hear that? I mean, heaven is incredibly interested in this day, Easter. While hell is incredibly afraid of the enemy, Satan hates it. While men and women, you and I, more or less ignore and take lightly its meaning. And so that's why when we started out, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you to make a decision before you leave here today. And so the decision that you need to make is that, are you going to ignore again the meaning of the cross, the meaning of Easter? Or are you going to move your life under the passing grade of Jesus, resulting in salvation in him? That's the decision you need to make here this morning. You know, as you look at your test score, how confident are you that you'll be accepted before God? That your score is going to be good enough? Or do you want to rely on the one who has taken care of your score for you on the cross. And that is the Savior, Jesus. And so, if you haven't made that decision here yet in your life, if you can't recall a, a day or a year that you said yes to Jesus as your Savior to cover your score, then I invite you to do it today. This is the decision. You can choose to accept him as your Savior and Lord and pass or go on your own with your own score and see how that goes. And so I'd ask that everybody just bow their heads at this time. 
And that if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord to cover your score, then I invite you to do that today. Just repeat this simple prayer after me. It's not magic. God knows your heart. God knows your score as well. And he wants you in. He wants you to pass. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. And so repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my score is not perfect. I admit that I'm not, I'm not even close. And so, Jesus, I need you to forgive my sin. I need you to cover my score as my Savior. And so I accept you, and I accept what you have done on the cross for me today. Thank you for taking my 10 or 20% to 100%, because now I am in relationship with you. In your holy name, amen. And so I'd like you to take out a connection card in front of you. I'd like everybody to grab a connection card in front of their chair. And this is report card time. This is report card time. And I want you to put your name on it. I want you to put the date that you made this decision to allow Jesus, your Savior, to cover your score. So maybe it was down back in 1970. Maybe it was 82. Maybe it was in 95, whatever. But put your name on there. Put that date on there. And put the decision you made. Maybe that is today. Yes or no. So name, date, Yes or no? Grab that card like right now. It's report card time. And then right on there. Pass. And if you've made that decision today, I want you to bring that report card out to our welcome table. We have a, a coffee mug with some starter information in your relationship with Jesus. would love to Give that to you. It's our yes table out there by the welcome area. Just bring this card out there. As you fill this card out, the rest of you just put it in the giving box on the way out. Jesus gave his life for you. You can give your report card back to him and just put it in the giving box. But I'd like everybody to fill it out because today we rejoice in our score because it is perfect because of Jesus and the cross. Hallelujah. Amen.